You're listening to the Telltale Channel. If you like what I do and you want to see me continue to do it, don't forget to check out my Patreon. And take a look at my other YouTube channels too. You can find some ad-free, uncensored, complete versions of my videos on my website, owenmorgan.com. And while you're there, don't forget to sign up for my email list to get early access to everything I release. All links are in the description. In this podcast, we're going to talk about Trump pastor Shane Vaughn coming up with some interesting legal arguments that he thinks will save Trump from jail. Spoiler alert, they're nonsense. And we're also going to talk about TikTok melting down over Trump's espionage indictment. It's honestly entertaining at this point. But before we hit all of that, let's talk about Everest. The other morning, I was sitting here reading about Mount Everest. Apparently, there's a woman named the Sleeping Beauty of Mount Everest crazy story dude apparently there's this couple a man and a woman who wanted to be she wanted to be the first woman to make it to the top of mount everest without supplemental oxygen so that got me well she didn't make well she made it to the top of everest and then died on her way down she just froze in place leaning on a rock and the people that found her said she looked like a sleeping beauty and that sent me into a spiral of just reading, 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 reading about Everest. I read for 12 hours straight, probably. I was listening to an audiobook. I read so much about all these different topics on Wikipedia and stuff. It's crazy. I had no idea that Mount Everest was like this. Do you know how long it takes to climb Everest? Let me just draw a picture for you if you're unfamiliar, dude. I wouldn't normally be talking about this. It's kind of outside my wheelhouse, but it's so fascinating to me. It, maybe it's fascinating to others, too. I'm going to take the time to explain. On Mount Everest, it's 29,032 feet tall, I believe. 29,000, basically. That's like three and a half. Wait, how many miles is that? It's uh, six miles almost. Yeah, five and a half miles. It's five and a half miles vertical, straight up. It's an 80-mile hike, round trip. So you go up Everest... It takes you 40 miles to get to the top. And a lot of those miles are spent in rough terrain. Some cases, it's completely vertical, 90-degree cliff that you have to climb for 40 feet. 90-degree cliffs that you have to scale in weather that sometimes is low as negative 100 degrees. And on each side of the cliff, this is called Hillary's Step, it's right when you're getting to the summit it it got destroyed by an earthquake but there are other examples of you know vertical slopes anyways hillary's step on the left side if you fall to the left it's a 10,000 foot drop if you fall to the right it's an 8,000 foot drop it's just a narrow spot that you have to cross over crazy crazy stuff and apparently it's a hike it's like a two-day hike to get to what's called Everest Base Camp, EBC. It's at the base of the mountain, and it's already really high up. It's already, like, elevated, what, 5,000 feet or something like that, and it you can't get there by car. I think that some people can take cars there if they have special permission, but cars are usually not suited for the trek, and I think they're banned anyways. I'm talking about the Nepal side. There's also a China side, a south face and a north face of it. So there are Sherpas that live in this town, EBC, Everest Base Camp. Sherpa is a race of people. I thought it was like a, a, what do you call it, like a, a profession that people do. No, it's a race. It's a race of people that have adapted to 
being in high altitudes. Their bodies are better suited to being in this environment. They have higher lung capacity on average. They have higher red blood cell count on average so that they, you know, their blood carries more oxygen for them and stuff. They handle lower oxygen environments much better. So these Sherpas, there are about 20,000 of them left on Earth. 20,000, and they all live in this little area pretty much. These Sherpas, you can hire them. It's uh, $4,500 for the license to climb the mountain and 5000 more to the Sherpa to pay him to guide you up. And you start your descent. You go up to base camp one. That trek takes like, a, you know, a week maybe. And then you have to stay there for about eight days at base camp one while your body acclimates to the, the, the new pressure. If you don't, if you just zip right up the mountain, you're you will get something called AMS, I think it's called altitude something syndrome. And then there's HAPE. So in one case, you're going up and changing pressure so quickly that your blood becomes too thick for your heart to pump and it just stops pumping and you die right then and there. Uh, You have cerebral edema, which is basically brain bleeding from the pressure and you die. This is where most of the deaths come from, outside of avalanches. Then there's HAPE, which is where the pressure is forcing the blood into areas in your body that it doesn't normally go. There are very, very small veins in, that run past your lungs that pick up oxygen as the blood flows past your lungs. They're very small, too small for the blood to leak through. But if you change into a very high-pressure environment, or a very low pressure environment, if you change pressure rapidly, it's not too thick to slip through. That's HAPE, where blood comes into out of those veins and into your lungs, and it's fatal. The only way to fix it is to go to depressurize. Or, I'm sorry, to gain pressure, because you're going up the mountain, you're losing pressure. And even then, it, it's not even guaranteed. So you go to base camp one, you stay there for about a week while your body gets used to the new pressure, and it's all tense. There's no bathroom. It's just people that are with you. You know, it's like a group of, say, 50 people that all paid to go up to the mountain together, and they bring their tents. They, you know, they the guides usually have a communications tent, and they'll have, you know, a doctor. They'll have a medical tent. Then you have your tent. Base Camp 1 has nobody there except for Who's coming with you on the trip? That's it. That's why like 50 people go together. It's been like this for decades. So you hit base camp one, you stay there for a while, and then you go up to base camp two. Now, it, at a certain point, you eventually reach 22,000 feet. I think it's 21,000 feet is base camp three. That's immediately before you hit the death zone is what it's called. Death zone is from 22,000 feet to the top, which is 29,032, I believe. Don't quote me on all these facts, but I'm pretty close. I'm in, you know, the numbers that I'm quoting here. Uh, I think it's 29,032, and I think it's 22,000 that that designates the death zone. You are not recommended to stay in the death zone. Nobody. You should not be in the death zone longer than 24 to 48 hours. If you stay in the death zone, even with supplemental oxygen— Even with a tent, staying in the tent, you are likely to die because the pressure is not right for a human being. 
there is so little pressure up there and so little oxygen and air. You have to sleep with an oxygen mask on a lot of the time. There's so little oxygen. You will basically feel like you're asphyxiating, like you're like you're drowning because you, you're not getting enough oxygen because it's so thin up there. So people get to base camp four. That's in the death zone or, or right before the death zone, maybe. No, base camp four is in the death zone. Again, people can't make it up this high and stay there. Okay, there's nobody there, but who's coming with you? Helicopters can't make it past 17,000 feet. That's halfway up the mountain, okay? Helicopters cannot make it that high. Airplanes cannot make it up there. Well, they probably, maybe they could, but there's no landing strip. Where would they even land? Airplanes. If you're injured, if you break your leg, you fall into a crevice 150 feet deep, which happens, and you break your femur, you have to have one of your friends that you came with lower a rope and mount a rescue operation you don't have stretchers or any of this stuff you have what you brought with you that's it so they get you out of that 150 foot drop that's 15 floors by the way if you're wondering how tall that is 15 stories high they get you out of there and they have to bring you down to 17,000 feet to even order a medical chopper and if the chopper can get there Fantastic. A lot of the time it can't. It's a crazy trek. So you get up to 22,000 feet. This is base camp four. It used to be base camp six. You guys get up there. You stay right below the death zone, I believe. And you stay there for like a couple of days. And then you make the trek into the death zone. And that's when you're, it's called summiting Mount Everest. You're going up. And uh, you want to stay at this altitude as little time as possible. You climb at night. Because if you climb during the day, the sun is bearing down on you. It's melting snow. It's making you hot inside of your clothes, even though it's negative 40 degrees outside. If you take your clothes, like you're sweating inside, it's like turning it into an oven, basically. So you have to go at night. These people travel in the dead of night up this gigantic mountain that is a death sentence for a crazy number of people. The death toll used to be one in four back in the... 70s and then in the 90s it was one in seven would die and now it's one in 10 90 percent survived the track now because of the advancements we've had and everything else so you make it you know you leave at 10 o'clock p.m you leave the last base camp and you you head for the summit and you if everything goes to plan hopefully you get there at 8 a.m. Leave at 10, a, 10 p.m., get there at 8 a.m. So you're hiking up sometimes vertical cliffs at night, in the dead of night, negative 40 degrees, can't see 10,000-foot drop to the left, 8,000-foot drop to the right. Dead of night, you're climbing these 40-foot vertical slopes. It's crazy what these people do. For 10 hours, you're doing this straight, 10 hours straight. So about 8 a.m., you get there. And, you know, to the top of the summit, you get to the summit and you take a picture, stay there for about 20 minutes, maybe drink a tea and you go back down. You can't stay there longer. You're already like actively dying, basically. You, your clock is ticking if you don't go down soon. So anyways, you go down, you hit base camp four. A lot of people die on the way up or on the way back down because they underestimated how much oxygen they needed or they get cocky or... Descending is just very dangerous. And this is what happened to Sleeping Beauty of Mount Everest. She was on her way down with her husband, and they were delirious 
from lack of oxygen. They didn't know what was going on. They were drunk. And they didn't even realize they were acting drunk. They didn't even realize. They thought they were acting normal. They're just wandering along. And, uh, you know, the husband comes across the team that was right behind them, the, um, the American team, I think, at the time, back in 97 or 96, maybe. And they said, where's your wife? And he said, she's right behind me. She wasn't. She's about 100 feet back. And he was too gone to understand what was going on. So he gets down to the, the base camp, sleeps it off, realizes what was going on. She's standing there frozen to a rock that she was leaning on. And it was, it was in his Uzbekistan team that came up. I remember now. Uzbekistan came up, found her there, gave her some supplemental oxygen. She's still alive, frozen in place, still alive, couldn't move, standing. And they gave her some oxygen. They said, sorry. They basically said, there's no room for morality above 22,000 feet. And they continued on their 10-hour trek. And she was aware and alive and awake for every second of it. And while they were walking away, she said, where are you going? Wait, please help me. I need help. Stop. They just kept on going. There's a South African team that came up behind the Uzbekistan team about a day later. They found her there. Still alive! Still alive! Death zone, okay? Death zone. You're not supposed to be there longer than 24 to 48 hours. And she's still standing there. Now, to my knowledge, the Uzbekistan team, she didn't have a safety harness. So the Uzbekistan team harnessed her. They gave, you know, they clasped her to a rope to make sure she doesn't die, basically, or doesn't fall anyway. And um, she, she, collapsed fell over and it basically broke her spine and when the south african team came up and found her she's still alive she's asking for help broken spine freezing to death 48 hours or longer in the death zone no oxygen she's in bad shape her husband is on his way back up the mountain after getting medical supplies and he just disregards all safety measures realizes what happened comes back to his senses and he says it i'm going up to get her and he goes straight up, zips up without, you know, acclimating to the pressure and died on his way to save her. And there her body laid for 15 years. She stayed there until, what, the late 2000, mid-2010, I think, maybe? The, the woman, the South African woman who found her originally back in the 90s was asked to bury her by her family. Because she's being used as a landmark. She's called Sleeping Beauty. Hey, there's Sleeping Beauty. We're on our way up the summit. We're, we're getting close. We see Sleeping Beauty. They use dead bodies as landmarks. Hey, there's Green Boots over there. Seriously. That's one of the landmarks, Green Boots. There are hundreds of dead bodies up there, and many are used as landmarks. Controversially. But again, there's no morality above 22,000 feet. So the South African woman, I think 2007 or 2010, I don't remember what year it was she goes back up all the way up 40 day trip up the mountain a month and a half up the mountain to bury this woman she she gave her a proper burial on mount everest which is to wrap her in a flag and move her off of the main path so people can't see her anymore and she buried her with a letter from her son there is no getting that body down it is up there forever again the air is too thin for a chopper to get up to. If you want to carry something down, you have to scale cliffs with this dead weight body. It is impossible to get somebody down if they are, you know, to get a body down. 
from the death zone in Mount Everest. It is an absolutely insane trek that people do. The ultimate test of endurance. And what's even scarier, some people do it alone or they do it, you know, just two people. They don't realize that they're suffering from acute altitude sickness and or that they have hape or whatever and they're they're acting drunk and they don't know they think they're acting normal so that's the danger of going up with just you or just another person one other person you don't even realize anything's wrong you need a group there to recognize medical signs something is wrong and to you know administer medical help like telling you to go back down basically is what they do that's all they can do sometimes if you go up with a group of 50 or 100 people which is pretty regular the medical tent will have a special bag there that they have to pump, and it keeps putting pressure into the bag. You have to stand there and hand pump it the whole time to pressurize. That's to stop hape. And again, it doesn't even really work all the time. It doesn't work very well. So yeah, it's crazy. Crazy. It's, ba it's like Russian roulette. That's how it was described. There's a spot you cross through where you know the sun shines on these gigantic ice beams basically like huge pillars of ice shines on them and it's they're gonna fall are they gonna fall when you're crossing under them maybe it's russian roulette the whole thing is like a big game of russian roulette you can do it for about fifty thousand dollars that's not the best way to go to get all the proper gear and get the guides and everything that you need is probably about 150 to 250 thousand dollars to scale this mountain and it takes basically three months of your life to do, to go up and then go back down. And again, the death rate is pretty low now, one in 10, but oh my God, is it scary. It is crazy. All of the corpses on Mount Everest were high, once highly motivated people, absolutely. Highly motivated doesn't even begin to describe what you have to be to climb Mount Everest. Three months of your life, and you're putting yourself in danger, like crazy danger. Hillary's step, by the way, was named after Edmund Hillary, the first guy to make it to the summit in 1952 or 53 with his, uh, his buddy. He went up with his buddy. Anyway, yeah, thanks for listening to my story. I was just blown away by that whole thing. Next, we're going to talk about TikTok melting down over Trump's espionage indictment. It's honestly entertaining at this point. We'll be right back. Don't forget to check out my Patreon and check out my website and email list for early access to uncensored, ad-free, complete videos. All links are in the description. Check this dude out. Look at this. Look. Wait until you f Look at this guy. He's on the toilet. <laughs> dude is literally on the toilet. <laughs> okay. He's, he's sitting there scrolling through TikTok on, on the toilet. Hey, Democrats. Wait until you f find out. Who the pipe bomber was? This is a Twitter account called Living Blue Texas, and they've been keeping track of Trump nutter butters like nobody's business, dude. They, they watch TikTok like a hawk. It's crazy. So they've been posting TikToks that they come across of Trump supporters' reactions to his indictment. So I just want to kind of go through a few of these and see what these nutter butters are talking about. It's bound to be fascinating. Let's see what this guy has to say. He looks serious. Get this. Trump is being indicted by the Biden administration with the fake Biden that was executed and is allowed to be in there, Mr. Fake Biden. Hmm. 
Biden was was executed, you say? Hmm. Wow. Dude, I love the conspiracy theories. They are so entertaining and fascinating to me. But one thing that I've learned about conspiracy theories, don't start one, even as a joke. A lot of conspiracy theories started that way. They were just jokes. Even if you're joking, people will believe it's real. That birds are not real conspiracy theory. I don't know if you guys heard of this before. There's a conspiracy theory out there that birds are really robots that are spying on people for the government and they charge their batteries by sitting on power lines. It's just a joke. But, you know, that's how it starts with jokes. The Illuminati, the the name Illuminati, and this one world government thing, the name Illuminati was tied to the one world government in the 60s, I think, by a guy who was writing in a bunch of prank letters to Playboy magazine. Seriously. These people are unglued from reality, dude. You better believe we're an army, and we're not going to stop until Trump's sitting in that office. Says uh, Trump 2024 is a army. You better believe we're an army, and we're not going to stop until Trump's sitting in that office. You know why? Because we're MAGA. Okay. I'm not sure that that's given me any additional information. If you're MAGA, you want this over, you want our country back, Trump 2024, share, like, do whatever you can, get this out there, and don't mind the stuffed animals in the back. I'm Dude, is she in a Build-A-Bear? What is happening right now? Animals in the back because I'm shopping, but it doesn't look like a very tough video, but it is. Share it. <laughs> Insane, dude. Insane. Check this one out. Did you know that 90% of our problems in this country could be solved if we went back to public hangings? Yeah, that's disturbing for all kinds of reasons. First of all, the death penalty is not a deterrent to crime, we've come to find. It does not prevent people from committing crimes. It doesn't even lower the rate, to my knowledge. In fact, it raises the rate because people figure wait I, you know what i should get stats on this before i say any more about it um if i find stats then i'll post it in the video and explain anyways yeah this is just ridiculous and even if it did help whatever he thinks is happening you know being a trump supporter presumably he thinks that biden like stole the presidency or something even if it would help that kind of thing public hangings are banned for a reason because they're wrong disturbing and wrong Morally wrong. Good morning, Tic Tac. Good morning. Tic Tac, he says. Good morning. 8.52 Eastern. We need to come together again. Uh Do you notice he told us what time it was, but he didn't tell us the date. What is the use of telling us what time it is in the first place? We need to come together again. Um, and I'm talking about uh, Floridians. Um, you guys are close. And uh, we need to keep things that are close because we can't be traveling long distances right now. Okay, and why is that? And he's got a little note on the bottom, Commander-in-Chief, it says. Uh, we have got to protect the Commander-in-Chief. Uh, when this comes together Tuesday... Uh, so this is leading up to his indictment. Of course, this is like come and gone now in his arrest. He was arrested on Tuesday uh, of, you know, that Tuesday, whenever it was. 
for the documents stuff, for espionage and whatever else. That's what he's referring to. And uh, is he in a trailer or like a camper or where is he? What What is he sitting in? And what flag is behind him? That's not the U.S. flag. I pray that every man and woman who appreciates the efforts that are taking place to save us. What? To save us. The efforts to save us. Comes together and makes sure that everyone around that president understands that if they make a move, we will take them down. I.e., if you charge Trump with a crime... We are going to get violent. That's what he's trying to communicate right now. Now, of course, he was charged. He was indicted with the crime of espionage and a whole bunch, 37 counts. On top of the other, I think, 32 counts that he previously had. When are they going to realize this guy's a con artist and he's been taking advantage of them this entire time? Are they ever going to connect those dots? Understands that if they make a move... We will take them down to the south. So it, it, he's kind of hedging. He's doing like one of those in Minecraft things. Yeah, I'm going to uh, hurt somebody in Minecraft. You know, this is a, actually a known code phrase by the FBI. They've listed it on their website that domestic terrorists use to hedge when they say something absolutely unglued from reality, basically. To the south. So a lot of people have gotten up and done a lot of neat stuff. Neat stuff. Uh, thank you. Praise God, Lord Jesus Christ. Wait, what? where does Jesus factor into this? I I'm trying to understand. So we got Donald Trump who committed crimes and was charged for those crimes. Now, where does Jesus come in? New York was Rouse. Okay, you saw how. He showed up. This is also. But. So <laughs> he said Rouse. I think he means ruse. It was a ruse. He's indicted in New York on a whole bunch of crimes, business, business related, tampering with his books, basically keeping two sets of books and stuff. I don't remember what it was now. Hush money payments to Stormy Daniels is how it's summed up. And then he was indicted on espionage and stuff. Okay, that's what he's talking about. But. But. We are the only thing standing between the man that is catching all the flack for us. We know... He's catching all the flack for us. This is just painful, dude. It's so painful. It's so cringy, it's painful. We know that arresting him would not be successful. So to me, there's only one reason to drag him out in public. JFK was set up in very same way. Okay, wow. He's going down the JFK conspiracy. JFK was set up by the CIA or something. So they think that Trump is going to be assassinated by the deep state? So I'm sure we can tell that 
Trump has control of the situation. We know that. We do? Um, but. <laughs> God, dude, what a rambling, nonsensical piece of garbage of a video. That was just so confusing. So I just got a short message. Lay it on me. For, uh. All these mentally ill. Okay. Does I, I assume I'm included in that category, right? As uh, as somebody who's to the left of hunting the homeless for sport, I guess I'm one of those mentally ill people, right? The more you attack him, the more you attack him, the more you attack him. Y'all are just making him look better. Uh, okay, well, that's the thing. Uh, it doesn't matter. He's being charged with crimes that he committed, and he's... You know, he's going to go through a trial and everything else. This is how the judicial system works. Welcome to reality. He's not above the law after all. I don't care if it makes him look good or not. I don't care if it raised his poll numbers. He needs to be charged with a crime. You know why? Because future leaders of America need to know that they are not above the law the way that Trump thinks that he is and the way his supporters apparently think. If we charge him with a crime right now, it will lower the chances of some extremist or, or some nutcase breaking the law so flagrantly at the very least when they're in office. Keep up the good work. Will do, buckaroo. Appreciate that, that message. You know the thing that just blows my mind, y'all? Tell me. <laughs> Is that they just indicted Trump again, right? They indicted him again in Miami. Man, they're so scared of this guy because they know he's going to be the next president of the United States. Who is they? Are they in the room with us right now? We all know he didn't lose last time, right? This video may be taken down. They may ban me from this app, but really, who cares, right? Because in this app here, you don't have no freedom of speech anyway, right? Right. They say that Trump supporters or MAGA, right, <laughs> is the biggest terrorist inside america right that's, that, that's yes i would say that's accurate um well the i would say the the largest the most populated demographic of domestic terrorists in my opinion would be maga people right i think that's fair to say and also are you hearing the persecution complex come out of this guy right now it's like embarrassing and sad or maga right <laughs> is the biggest terrorist inside america right that's what they that's what they say that's what they portray us as yes but really it's the ones that's calling us that that's the biggest terrorist in our nation mm, totally i'm a terrorist i guess okay i'm creating terror through fear tactics attempting to attack people and commit crimes and stuff like that with the goal of creating terror right that's what i'm doing totally totally because look at our nation now. Look how great it was, and look how awful it is now. Wait, how great was it? When? And the ones that's in office, that's the ones who the blame. Y'all be blessed. Jesus forever. You know what, what was that? Was that supposed to be a J? Jesus? J for Jesus? Absolutely unglued from reality, dude. You know, usually I cover just the uh, elected representatives, just the high-up people. 
because these guys aren't really that relevant to the movement, you know? I mean, you can find a nutcase saying anything on the Twit or on TikTok. You can find anybody saying anything at all. But this is very representative of what the big people are saying also, what the influential people are saying. I have a billion videos of it. I would just go through any of my videos, any of my previous ones, and you will see a thousand examples of it. This is not, you know, what's called the nut picking fallacy, where you're just picking out lone nut cases and pointing them out and saying, hey, look how crazy this movement is. That's not what's happening. This is word for word parroting what larger, more influential people have said, like members of Congress, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren Boebert, you know, those types of people. Not just them either. Paul Gosar, Matt Gates. Oh, God. Who else? Andy Biggs. There was one guy that called for a civil war, actual civil war recently. I mean, not just, oh, we should do another 1776. I mean, told them to, like, find their local bridges and stuff. Seriously. Yeah, I guess it was uh, Representative Clay Higgins. Clay Higgins. Representing L.A.? Los Angeles, I think? Th the 3rd District? He says... President Trump said he has been summoned to appear at the federal courthouse in Miami on Tuesday at 3 p.m. This is, remember, federal member of House of Representatives. This is a perimeter probe from the oppressors. Hold, our POTUS has this. Buckle up, 1 slash 50K, know your bridges, rock steady calm, that is all. And a New York observer tweeted, uh, retweeted it and said, 1 slash 50K, know your bridges. It's an organizational code for county-level insurrection. This man, who already sought a pardon for the January 6th insurrection, is organizing a revolt against the government on Twitter right now. Republicans are active traitors and a threat to our democracy. I'm telling you, man, these are the people that are actually doing this stuff. Representative Clay Higgins. This isn't a nutpicking thing. This is real. I mean, for what it's worth, I, before we really get into this, I just want to point something out, okay? Seeing some of this stuff can be discouraging. I just want to make note of the fact that these people are vastly outnumbered by a factor of two to one, at least. MAGA only makes up 20 to 30% of the country. Not even that, honestly, probably. I mean, the hardcore believers, 30% would vote for Trump, most likely, but you know, the hardcore MAGA nutcases like we're covering here, probably closer to 10 to 20%. We can beat them at the ballot box every single time, and that was proven in the 2022 election. So don't feel discouraged. If anything, this is something we can laugh at, you know? If you don't laugh, you'll cry. So what are we going to do, America? So what are we going to do, America? As we continue to watch the destruction of our country from the inside out, what are we going to do? The destruction of our country is Donald Trump being arrested, apparently. How do we come together? How do we unite? How do we become one voice against a corrupt government? And you guys need to understand, you have to ask yourself today why they're so hell-bent on taking down Donald Trump. Because he committed crimes. That simple. He committed crimes. That they're willing to create one investigation after another, one made-up story after another, it's made up. All of it's made up. It's all fabricated. Even though Trump has acknowledged this stuff, it's all made up. Even though he's gotten on stage and said, yes, I took those documents. 
No, it wasn't wrong because I had the right to do it. Even though he explicitly said those words, it's all made up. And all of these investigations have been proven not guilty. No, no, that's not how the judicial system works at all. Trump hasn't been in trouble for anything over seven years while they continue to ignore the major crimes, while they continue to ignore the crimes from the political elites from D.C. What crimes? Tell me which ones specifically. Give me a list. Which things do you think are being ignored? I'd be willing to bet that this guy's probably a QAnoner. He probably thinks that 90% of Congress, uh, of, you know, the government in general, is run by people who take advantage of children. I would be willing to bet if he's a QAnoner, that's what he believes. That's like part of the fundamental belief system. So he doesn't have to name the crimes. He just has to point out, hey, you know, the government is made up 90% of this. And it's that simple. He can write it all off and claim that Trump isn't like that. Trump isn't taking advantage of children. So he's like the only good one. I don't care what you guys have to say. Trump was in office for four years. We were already in massive debt before that. We were already in wars all over the world before that. Okay, yeah. And him driving the debt up even further was not like a concern to you, I guess? And him not pulling out of the wars despite saying that he would isn't a concern to you? It's not like registering? Our government was already corrupt before that. Our na sure. nation was falling before that. And then Trump comes along. Why do you think they all collaborated together? And we're talking about our government, the media, the political establishment in D.C. Your mom. Why did they all come together to take down Donald Trump? And the reality is, is Donald Trump is exposing them for exactly who they are. Guys, Donald Trump's not perfect. Yes, the dude's made mistakes. Wait, 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 wait. That's interesting because he just said they're making this stuff up. I thought you believed that they're, you know, he was completely innocent, that he's a, a really good guy and that he, he basically is perfect. Isn't that basically what this guy was saying up to now? Yes, the dude's made mistakes, but nowhere near the corruption from the left and the political establishment that's going on right now, where we continue to make up one thing after another to try to take down Donald Trump while ignoring everything that's happening on the left. He keeps saying everything is happening on the left. What? What? What is happening? And, and when he says left, he means to the left of hunting the homeless for sport because he's to the right of that, seemingly. Like, that seems to be where he's positioning himself. So I guess, like, literally any corruption applies here? All the crimes from the left, everything that Joe Biden, they didn't... Got what did Joe Biden do? When you're unwilling to investigate one side while you're continuously willing to investigate the other side... Well, what do you think Joe Biden did? Tell me. What did he do? Nothing. The guy did nothing. But they need to create this sense of persecution, this sense of whataboutism. Why are we even talking about Joe Biden? I don't care. What about Joe Biden? It's irrelevant. We're talking about Donald Trump right now. Now, you want to charge Joe Biden with a crime? Fine. If he committed a crime, charge him. I have no emotional attachment to Joe Biden. I don't care. I don't care about Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, Bernie Sanders. If Bernie Sanders committed a crime... Put his ass in jail. See how easy that is? This guy can't seem to get a grip on reality. Ignoring all the corruption from the left 
while continuing to try to peg the right is unfathomable to me, right? And anybody who's looking at this with an open mind should see the corruption that's going on. We can see that the political establishment, the Joe Bidens that have been there for 50 years, you don't think Joe Biden's corrupt? You're out of your mind. And guys, I'm saying this as somebody who was a Democrat in 2016. Totally. I was a Democrat in 2016. Absolutely. So you can trust me because I was a Democrat. And guys, I'm saying this as somebody who was a Democrat in 2016. And when they put Hillary up for election, I'm out. I know how corrupt. I know how corrupt that is. Fine. You know, you don't want to vote for Hillary. Okay. Okay. I get that. That's that's perfectly fine with me, actually. But going over to Trump, that is like an additional step that is unglued from reality. And it's not just voting for Trump, okay? These people, the, the ones that we're covering right now, have made it their entire personality. This TikTok is from mid-May 2021. Check this out. I'm sorry that it's so herky-jerky with my camera at times, but wait till the end. Wait till you see the mailbox. This is a house in St. James, Long Island. If you're just listening and not watching, I'll give you a little bit of a rundown here. There's a house that has, it, it's just decked out in Trump gear, dude. Oh my God. Trump 2024, honk for Trump. Uh, relax, breathe, pick our president. Wait, I'm sorry. The media does not pick our president. Trump and proud. I mean, stickers all over the place. And, and like, what do you call it? Like uh, signs, advertising signs and flags look they defaced a flag by putting trump's name on it these people have a problem she said wait till the end you can see the mailbox the mailbox has donald trump's face on it seriously these people need help really yeah so tell me more about how you didn't want to vote for hillary so now you're going over to the trump side you have made this an integral part of your personality for the record that's what cults do they create a clone of somebody out of their personality. Jehovah's Witnesses cloned a personality and gave it to every other Jehovah's Witness. That's what all of these studying and going in service and hanging out with fellow Jehovah's Witnesses is intended to do. That's what the whole goal is behind cults brainwashing people to create a clone that they can easily control. Mormonism clones people. They clones people's personalities. That's the whole goal. You can see it playing out in different cults. You can see the different behaviors in different cults, different cult members. In the same way, this cult has cloned a personality, given it to everybody around, given it to every MAGA supporter. That's why, like, all of the words that this guy is saying right here could just as easily have been said by this guy. You know the thing that just blows my mind, y'all? Or this guy. So I just got a short message. Or this guy. Good morning, Tic Tac. 8.52 East. It's all the same message. It's all the same psychotic personality. Like, I, 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 I'm saying this like in a clinical way. Sociopathic. It's all the same sociopathic personality. Now, that term isn't really used in psychology today. I think it's been deprecated in favor of antisocial personality disorder, ASPD. And the whole idea behind sociopathy or ASPD is you can't 
figure out how to feel empathy for others. You, you feel no empathy for the people around you. You can't put yourself in their shoes. You can't understand how they're feeling or what they're going through. Don't even recognize them as people. You dehumanize them. That seems to be what, you know, the personality trait that is most common among Trump supporters. Dehumanize your enemy. Please find your authentic personality because this is deeply sad for them. Yeah, I, I was born into Jehovah's Witnesses. There, the term authentic personality is an actual term in psychology. Authentic self and the cloned self, I guess you call it, or the cult's personality. The, I was born into Jehovah's Witnesses. I never had an authentic personality. They programmed it from day one. I have to imagine that the people that we're listening to right now weren't always like this, right? Or at least many of them probably weren't. These people need to get back in touch with their authentic self desperately. This is absolutely insane. Oh, dude, look at this guy with this mustache. Oh, loving it. Loving everything about it. Man, I ain't the smartest dude in the world, but... You don't say. At least I didn't vote for Joe Biden. So who did that? Why did y'all do that? Like, I'm trying to see something. Did any... This guy has what appears to be a mullet and also a tongue piercing. He has a tongue piercing. See something. Did any of y'all really vote for him or did anybody actually vote for him? Because I don't... How are you that dumb? How are you that dumb? He says. How are you that dumb? He says with his mullet and his... I don't even know, dude. I'm, I'm just going to stop until... Check this dude out. Look at this. Look. Wait until you... F Look at this guy. He's on the toilet. <laughs> dude is literally on the toilet. <laughs> okay. He's, he's sitting there scrolling through TikTok on, on the toilet. Hey, Democrats. Wait until you f find out who the pipe bomber was on January 6th. One thing I can tell you, wasn't a Republican. You'll find out soon. Oh my God, I love it, dude. This is so funny. I am absolutely disgusted over our government. What they're doing to Trump, a political opponent, is absolute bullshit. And America is doomed. He's all you stupid. Democrats in off. Wow, dude. Dude just learned the word fuck and is trying to fit it in anywhere he possibly can. All you stupid Democrats in office. Y'all have ruined this country and you continue to ruin it. And if anybody has anything bad to say about this post, just delete me. All right. I am 100% for Donald Trump. All right. I think the man is doing a wonderful thing and he has really thick skin. This guy could be on an island sucking in margaritas and living the life, but he's trying to f make America great. I mean right, this is a common refrain, a common uh, phrase from the MAGA extremists. Why would he be doing this? He could be, I mean, he was already rich. He's already a billionaire. Why doesn't he just go to a private island and hang out there, you know? Why doesn't he, why is he doing all of this? He has no reason to do this. No, the reason is because he wanted power. There isn't a, somebody in the world with more power than the U.S. president, in my opinion. Even the Chinese president doesn't hold as much sway as the U.S. president. I mean, we hold the world, cur uh, world reserve currency. You know, we have nuclear arms and, and an alliance with European countries and everything. Nobody more powerful than the U.S. president. And this guy's like, why would Trump want to be president? I don't understand. It makes no sense. No, 
I guess we'll never know why he wanted to do this, right? It's for it's for him. It's it's for James. James Garrett. It's all for James. Such a fighter, right? America great. I mean, I do believe it. Things were in the right direction when he was in office. But this Biden, I mean, why isn't Hunter Biden in jail? What did Hunter Biden do? If he broke the law, I would love to see him in jail. I want, well, I don't want anybody in jail, but I want him to face accountability for that. Problem is, to my knowledge, he, isn't, uh, he hasn't broken any laws. Or at the very least, he hasn't gone through the, the judicial system yet. This is all part of the process. And aside from all that, what about Hunter Biden? Why are we talking about Hunter Biden? We're talking about Donald Trump right now. That's what this is all about. I don't care about Hunter Biden. He's not even part of the government. And even if he was, even if he did do something wrong, we're talking about Trump, not Hunter. Why isn't Hunter Biden in jail? I mean, why is James Comey free? Why is Hillary free? It's all bull, guys. Makes me not want to pay any taxes ever again and just move out of this country. Yeah, go to Russia. Maybe you'll have an easier time in Russia. Absolutely unglued from reality, dude. Unglued from reality. You know, the, all that stuff about Hillary going to jail and all that? That was really just Trump talking openly about jailing his political opponents. That's what it was all about. He wanted to jail his political opponents. And they still say, lock her up, lock her up. It's a common chant that they use at Trump rallies and stuff. But not lock him up? What Trump did is way worse than what Hillary did. Now, none of that matters. Logic doesn't matter. goes right out the window. They don't care. They just hate Democrats and love Trump and will do anything they can for him. Check this one out. This is the last one we'll hit. Hey, folks. Sheriff Lamb here. So, you know, I'm a pretty plain-spoken, uh, common-sense guy. He's a sheriff. If you're listening and not watching, he's got a cowboy hat on and a humongous heckin' belt buckle. And he's got he's wearing his sheriff's uniform, his vest. He's got his gun, his taser, his tools and all that on the front. And I believe in the rule of law and I believe in the justice system and I believe in evidence. That's what my career has been based on. So I'm a little bit disturbed by this most recent indictment of President Trump. Um, it just, again, shows uh, why us Americans feel like the, that the federal government and especially law enforcement, at the federal level has been weaponized against the American people. I'm not seeing it. Donald Trump committed crimes, crimes that he admitted to openly after being indicted. He went and held a speech at Bedminster, New Jersey, his club there, and said, I was perfectly allowed to take those documents home and do whatever I wanted with them because I'm the president and I can do that. He admitted it. He's just wrong. You can't. These are not fabricated charges. Just ask Trump himself. Just look to him for proof that he knew exactly what he was doing and he knew it was wrong and he did it anyways. The American people. And this should be concerning to all of us. Look, folks, if they're willing to go after President Trump, a former president, somebody running for office right now, what do you think they'll do to you when they get you in their crosshairs and make you a target? Hopefully... Put you in jail if you did something like this. Yes, the point of a judicial system that's functioning properly is to put people in jail who commit crimes, no matter who it is. Nobody is above the law, no matter what. That's what we're supposed to have. When you get somebody that's above the law, you get corruption. You get deep, deep corruption that's 
impossible to root out from that point. We have a billion examples of it, like the USSR. So much corruption in that system. Hell, Russia now, there's so much corruption from the bottom to the top that you can't account for all of it even. And why? Because the people that need to be charged with crimes are not being charged with crimes. They're not being held accountable. They're not facing consequences for their actions. So yeah, the point is, if they can get Trump, then what will they do to you? Hopefully they'll put you in jail if you did what Trump did. Yes, if they can get Trump, they can get anybody. Exactly. That's the point. Yes, everybody should be subject to the legal system if they committed a crime. Everybody. When they get you in their crosshairs and make you a target. It's so concerning to me that this dude is a sheriff. A sheriff. And he's saying this stuff. We've got to come together as we the people and stand up and get back to the rule of law and justice for all, like the Pledge of Allegiance says, liberty and justice for all. Let's stand up. Let's stand together. God bless everybody. Just psychotic, dude. Psychotic. These people need help. They need help desperately. Black card group. I wonder. Let's go to uh, Tic Tac, as that one guy called it, and see. Black card group. Oh, God. He's got a... Who is it? John Voigt? Is that his name? John Voigt? I think he's like Angelina Jolie's dad or something like that. Dude, 65,000 views on that video we just watched. That's nuts. One of the loopholes he took advantage of when he claimed a billion dollar uh, loss that enabled him to avoid paying taxes. Did you use that $916 million loss to avoid paying personal federal income taxes? For of course I do. Of course I do. And so do all of Oh, this is actually the thing that made Trump famous. This is the thing that grabbed their hearts, this video right here. This is like the shining moment that turned the tide for Trump. He's saying, yeah, I used all of these corrupt methods of taking advantage of loopholes and not doing this and that, whatever. Yeah, no, I, I haven't been held accountable. Of course not, because this is the system. It's the same system that Hillary uses and everybody else. I mean, he told us up front who he was. He told us he's committing crimes or at least doing deeply unethical stuff from the beginning. Why is it so hard for our sheriff to accept the fact that he's a scumbag, self-avowed, basically? He's a self-avowed scumbag. Paying personal federal income taxes. For of course I do. Of course I do. And so do all of her donors or most of her donors. I know many of her donors. Number one, I pay tremendous numbers of taxes. I absolutely used it. And he paid zero dollars in taxes, to my knowledge, that year, I think. I don't, I don't remember. One of the years, we got our hands on his tax returns eventually. They were leaked. And one of the years, one of the recent years, he paid zero, zero dollars because he, you know, claimed losses and all kinds of stuff. And that brought his balance down to zero. I absolutely used it, and so did Warren Buffett, and so did George Soros, and so did many of the other people that Hillary is uh, getting money from. Now, I won't mention their names because they're rich. Wait, he just mentioned their names, didn't he? But they're not famous, so we won't make them famous. So <laughs> She complains that Donald Trump took advantage of the tax code. Well, why didn't she change it? Why didn't you change it when you were a senator? The reason you didn't is that all your friends take the same advantage that I do, and I do. Well, I mean, you can't change it as a senator. You can't even change it as a president, really. Um, I mean, you can, but there's not a guarantee it'll stick. You have to, there have to be a bunch of different things in place to be able to pass a law. 
you have to have a majority of the House, a super majority of the Senate, I believe now, and you have to have the president on your side, and you have to make sure that the Supreme Court isn't going to challenge that law because you have a system of checks and balances. It's hard. One senator out of 100 cannot pass a law to change tax code. And you didn't is that all your friends take the same advantage that I do. And I do. You have provisions in the tax code that, frankly, we could change. But you wouldn't change it because all of these people give you the money so you can take negative ads on Donald Trump. Okay, so he took the presidency after that. Did he fix it? Did he correct the problems that existed in the system? Did he, I mean, he changed tax code. He passed a tax bill. Did he fix it? Of course not. He made it even easier to lie and take advantage. He made it even easier to cheat. Who could have guessed he was going to make it easier for himself and his billionaire friends to cheat? I mean, seriously, like I said, this is the moment that made him famous, really, that that grabbed people's hearts. He's just admitting to being a scumbag here, it seems to me, right? Take negative ads on Donald Trump. Just embarrassing and sad, dude. These people need help desperately, dude. Somebody help these people for real. Anyway, let me know what you think about it in the comments. These people are absolutely unglued from reality. Here's the most disturbing thing about this whole situation. People like to blame the gun crisis on mental illness, you know, mass attacks and things in schools and wherever else. They like to blame it on mental illness. That's the thing. It's not. That's the scary thing about it. A lot of the people who committed these atrocities were not mentally ill. They were not diagnosed with anything. They weren't schizophrenic. They weren't hearing voices. They weren't nothing. On the outside, they looked perfectly mentally healthy. That's what's scary about this situation. Now, some of them, yeah, absolutely. You could totally tell there's something going wrong in their brains. But the number of people who have no mental conditions at all, who commit atrocities in the name of Trump or who talk about how great Trump is and, and say that we should you know, pull our guns out and do something about blah, 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 want to be part of a militia. A lot of these people don't have mental illness. But it's what, you know, the belief system that they hold right now with Trump is indistinguishable for mental illness. It looks exactly the same, except it's not due to uh, an imbalance in brain chemistry. It's due to a radical ideology. That's what makes this so scary. You can't give them a medicine to make them better. You can't give them Seroquel to stop the voices. You know, you can't give them this medicine, Geodon or whatever, to make them realize how crazy it is to put tinfoil on your windows and on your walls and your house everywhere, your head, everything. You, you can't give them these medicines to, to make them snap out of it. They're, they're radical, and they're willing to do anything to accomplish their goals. That's what makes this so scary. Trump could be on an island? How about Rikers Island? Yeah, I wouldn't mind that one. Um, his... The head of the Trump nonprofit organization, I forget what it's called exactly. Alan Weisselberg is his name, I think. He's like the, the president of it or whatever. He's sitting in Rikers Island right now for keeping two sets of books during the Trump organization for lying directly to people. And he was offered a lower sentence if he was willing to testify against other people involved. And I believe he did, but not Trump. He didn't testify against Donald Trump. That's interesting, right? Trump, Donald Trump had no idea that the head of his nonprofit organization 
was lying and taking advantage of people and twisting things and keeping two sets of books. Had no idea. So he's sitting in Rikers Island right now. I wouldn't mind to see Trump sitting there if he committed a crime after due process. Seems to me that he definitely committed a bunch of crimes. Next, we're going to talk about Trump pastor Shane Vaughn coming up with some interesting legal arguments that he thinks will save Trump from jail. Spoiler alert, they're nonsense. We'll be right back. Don't forget to check out my Patreon and check out my website and email list for early access to uncensored, ad-free, complete videos. All links are in the description. The presidency is above the law. Don't let people convince you otherwise. All you can do to a sitting president is to get them out of that office. So this is a guy named Shane Vaughn. If you're unfamiliar, he believes that Donald Trump is a messiah. Now, I'm not saying that hyperbolically. He literally believes that. It's part of his theology. He's a Trump pastor. And he will do literally anything to defend Donald Trump. There's nothing that this guy could do wrong in his eyes. And I mean nothing. This guy's anti-vax. And Trump is pro-vax. You know what he says? He says Trump made the vaccine available to people if they wanted it. And an anti-vaxxer like this backing off. It's crazy. He will do anything for Donald Trump. Let me show you. This is just one example of Shane Vaughn calling Trump a messiah. Mid-August 2022. Directly calling him this. What is the prophetic seal that Yahweh placed upon Donald Trump and upon his, his true people? It is supernatural prosperity and blessings. So the prophetic seal that God placed on Trump, the evidence of that seal is supernatural prosperity and blessings. So Shane Vaughn is saying America was supernaturally blessed with good fortune when Trump was the president because that was a sign of God's his seal or his prophetic seal. I, I personally, I think I remember a couple times where things weren't going so great. There was that whole pandemic thing that happened during Trump's presidency. So, you know, there's that, I guess. But doesn't matter to this dude, I guess. I mean, he's just going to rewrite history to fit what he believes it to be. Simple as that. That's the prophetic seal. The ring of God, when he touches your life, there will be unparalleled blessings that will come into your life that you didn't ask for, you didn't create, you're just anointed for that season, and the evidence of it is on the prosperity of the nation and the people. Donald Trump carries the prophetic seal of the calling of God. He is Joseph. Like, this is doctrinally extremely important. Like, this guy's not a nobody either. This guy has a reasonably big Rumble channel. He's got a big audience. And what's more, it's not just having a big audience. It's having an audience that's bigger than five people and being a Trump pastor. A, literally a Trump pastor. So you can imagine this dude melted down when he found out about Donald Trump's indictment, came up with any excuse he possibly could for it not being Donald Trump's fault. Because integral to the belief that, that Trump is a messiah is Donald Trump having a second term. If he doesn't get that second term, he can't be the messiah, basically. If you are anointed 
by Yahweh for a specific plan and purpose. You are a Messiah. Got to let the audience think about that one. Yahshua was the Messiah of mankind. Yahshua is Jesus. That's his actual name. But Donald Trump is the Messiah of America. So the whole belief system is um, complex, and I have some videos on Shane Vaughn on my main channel if you want to watch. But the, the general premise behind it is the Son of Man is the prophet spoken about in the Old Testament. It is the Messiah. And in the Old Testament, it's the Son of Man because it's basically somebody special coming here and being picked by God. He's a son of men, among men, right? Son, He's people uh, that lives among the men on earth. That's the idea. So the Son of Man is a prophet in the Old Testament that God picks to be the Messiah. And when he gets that mantle, when he is the Messiah, he's special. Sparks Armageddon into being after taking political control of the country. Now, at the time, it was Israel, because this is Old Testament, right? Shane Vaughn believes that Donald Trump is a descendant of Jews. He believes all the founding fathers were descendants of Jews. They came up over the Caucasus Mountains and, and eventually sailed their way over to America, George Washington, where he formed a covenant between God and America. That's what this guy believes. And Donald Trump is one of those descendants. Really, I'm not joking. This is real. Thus making Donald Trump a messiah. He took political control of the country, and now he has to spark Armageddon. But he can't do that unless he's president. See, that's the idea. That's what Shane Vaughn believes. That's a whole theology. So he's trying to get Trump elected to spark Armageddon. And he thinks that Satan is stepping in and making Trump's life miserable because he is the Messiah. So he's come up with some ridiculous arguments for Donald Trump, doing everything he can to defend him and give him this opportunity to get out of this squeeze that he's gotten himself into. Listen to what Shane Vaughn had to say about Trump's indictment on espionage. Uh, this is mid-June 2023. The presidency is above the law. No. Don't let people convince you otherwise. Well, it's not supposed to be. That's the problem. It's not supposed to be above the law. Nobody is. The president is supposed to be bound to our laws just like everybody else. But this guy doesn't want it to be like that, apparently. If you do something wrong, you should face consequences for it. All you can do to a sitting president is to get them out of that office. Because while they're in that office, they are shielded from all the criminal consequences that you and I are not shielded from. Yeah, that's a matter of opinion. There is no it's just tradition that that maintains that. There was a a letter written by some official, I don't remember who it was now, back in the nineties that basically said you can't indict a sitting president. Again, this isn't from the Supreme Court. This isn't like from the legislature or from anybody else. This is just an opinion that was drafted up and submitted by some official source. I don't remember who it was. Somebody connected to the executive branch, maybe, back when Clinton, Bill Clinton was being investigated for lying under oath or whatever. 
So anyways, the president is supposed to be bound to the law just like everybody else. He's not supposed to be where he can just get away with anything. And rightly so. You cannot vest authority in a person and then imprison them while they hold that authority. Well, yeah, I mean, that that does kind of create something of a constitutional crisis, does it? Uh, doesn't it? What are you going to do if this person does go to jail? Like, wh what do you do if Trump is in jail when he's elected? He can't adequately run the country from a jail cell, and he can't pardon himself as much as this guy wants to think he can. I just don't know. I don't know what what he would do. That's a really weird question to ask, right? It, it's bizarre that we're sitting here asking this question in the first place. What the hell do you do if the president is in jail and wins? I mean, this is a question we should have faced a long time ago, honestly. Tiger King is running for president back in 2020, I think. And he's in jail, of course. He's been in jail for a while. So I'm, I'm really not even sure what you do. It's insanity to even think so. Now, that brings me down to the indictment against President Donald Trump. Everything they've indicted him for, everything, is connected to his time in the presidency. Well, not really. I mean, no, it's not. I mean, it, are you saying that, like, if he did anything during that four years, he cannot be charged for it no matter what it was? I mean, look at Nixon. You think Nixon could get away with the Watergate break-in because he's president? What are you thinking? Where is your head? Now, many people would say, no, he committed these crimes after he left office. No. Yes. Yeah. He took the documents. This is about the uh, documents case. If you're watching five years in the future, he took classified documents home with him right before, you know, his presidency ended, apparently loaded a whole bunch of super classified documents onto an airplane and took them down to his Mar-a-Lago estate. And the National Archives realized that he stole these documents months later, contacted him, said, we need these back. And he said, no, no, just lied. He moved them from place to place, pretended he didn't have them, lied to the people in his orbit, his lawyers and everybody, and obstructed justice at every turn until... Finally, they just, you know, got a search warrant and went into his house and took the documents. That's what happened months later. Hell, a, a year later, a year after he left, actually. So the thing that he did was obstruct justice and refuse to turn over classified documents. That's what he's being charged for right now. He committed these crimes after he left office. No, no, no. When he took the documents that was under his purview, while he was still in office, those documents made their way to Mar-a-Lago and, and New Jersey, wherever they went. Okay, well, he did take the documents out as president, but you have to declassify them first, and there's a process for this. You cannot take these TSSCI documents out of a secure bunker, a secure facility where they are viewed. You cannot remove them from that area without declassifying them. And Trump didn't do that. You know, the document is not declassified until it's printed on paper that doesn't have the classified marking. They wipe that classified marking out. After it's declassified, the document that doesn't say classified is not classified. The one that does say classified is. That's how it works. Trump removed documents that said 
classified across the top and brought them to his house. That was illegal. Even if he had the right to declassify documents, it's still illegal because he didn't declassify them. Documents made their way to Mar-a-Lago and and New Jersey, wherever they went under his care. The disagreement with NARA, which is the National Archives, happened after he left office, but it was still connected to an action that took place while he was in office. Well, they're not charging him for moving or for like possessing classified documents, period. They're not even charging him for having those classified documents at the end of his presidency. They are charging him for obstructing justice, refusing to give them back, and talking to people openly about this stuff at his club, showing people these documents that were not supposed to be seen by anybody. You know what classified means? There's There are different classes. There are different levels of classified. There's, I think it's just classified and then secret and then top secret and then top secret SCI, which is I forget what it stands for. Secure compartmented information, something like that. Need to know basis, basically. Only five people are aware of this document existing. So if this gets out, we know who to look at. We know who to investigate. That's the idea behind need to know. I think classified, the classified level is deemed to be detrimental to national security if it gets out. That's, that's, what, that's the level. Detrimental. Top secret, secret, TSSCI, those are like catastrophic if they get out. Like people die. The people who drew up these plans or the people who retrieved this information from these countries or whatever will be exposed because how else would they have this information? You know, there's a guy in China that's been giving the U.S. information, for example, about the U.S. government. How else would the U.S. government know that President Xi likes his toilet paper like triple plied there or something like how else would they know that if not for the guy that did it nobody else is allowed in the area you know so that's the idea here if he took these documents out and they got into the wrong hands which they very possibly did people could die i'm I'm sure that people probably have died because of trump's big mouth i would bet money on that so anyways the point is trump took stuff out that's never supposed to leave ever does he have the right to declassify technically i suppose but he didn't before he walked out the door. Well, after Trump was indicted for this whole thing, he went on a full-blown religious rant. Like he, This is in his church. Of course, he's a televangelist. He has a church. And he preached to his in-person church about Donald Trump's indictment. No joke. Mid-June 2023. Make America great again. I need a prophet that'll say what I say about America. God found a man. He sought for a man. So God found a man. That's Donald Trump, the Messiah. That's why for nine years they tried to destroy him with Russia, Russia, Russia. They tried to destroy him with every lie they could. You know what's fascinating about this? I'm sorry to stop again, but I find this really interesting that he says Russia, Russia, Russia. That is a that's loaded language and cliches that Donald Trump has given to his base. Another one. No collusion. There was, in fact, collusion that was proven in the Mueller report, actually, between Donald Trump and Russia. There was. 
That's what the, the Mueller report said. But Donald Trump links Russia, 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 this code, this key phrase that he repeats constantly with no collusion, another keyword. And that's all people think about when they hear one of those two terms. It's a propaganda technique that has worked phenomenally well for Trump. People actually believe that he was not involved with Russia in any way. He was. And that was what the Mueller report proved. So anyway, it's interesting to hear Shane Vaughn repeating this propaganda, this uh, loaded language and cliche in his church. With Russia, 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 they tried to destroy him with every lie they could and everything they throw comes right back at him because when God finds a man, God anoints a man. And when God anoints a man, he appoints a man. And when God appoints a man, he protects a man from the plans of the enemy. God's Dude, this is wild this is absolutely wild to watch full-on pentecostal preaching from this guy for what it's worth uh i i feel like i should just mention this guy shane vaughn actually he was a, an insurance sale a life insurance salesman before this before he became a televangelist for donald trump and uh he was stealing people's social security numbers filing from my understanding, I believe that this is what happened, filing life insurance policies under their their names and listing himself as a beneficiary. When they die, he gets all of the money. He's rich and he's good to go. And he spent three years in jail for that. Three years. He even got a mug shot. Here you go. Here's one of his mug shots right here. Here's another one. I'm not sure if this is a mugshot or just a really bad headshot. I don't know. Anyways, yeah, that's Shane Vaughn, con artist. So it doesn't surprise me one bit to find out that he kind of jives with Donald Trump. That makes complete sense, actually. Here you go. I just saw Shane Vaughn mugshot, and an article about it came up. WAFB. It's uh, a news website, a local news website, uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, which is where he lives. Preacher insurance agent faces fraud charges. Yeah, and they just they talk about like what he did and everything. It's pretty interesting if you want to check it out. Just read it. It's on screen here. Anyway, so the guy, yeah, he's been a con artist all along. It doesn't surprise me to see him preaching for Donald Trump and milking that cow for everything he can get. God spoke to me yesterday the minute I heard the news. I bet he did. He said, if you don't get your feet on the ground where he's going to walk, I'll take my blessings off of you. He said, I've called you to lift your voice and tell my people who my man is. So he says, God's going to lift the blessings off of you. That's interesting. Supernatural healing and prosperity is what he said in another video. Remember? What blessings does he think America is enjoying right now? I mean, we just had a, like a massive pandemic that happened under Trump's watch. How is that a blessing from God? And tell my people who my man is to stand behind it. You can hear him breathing <gasps> like every few seconds. <gasps> it's crazy. Stand behind it to fight for him. This is war. That's that's disturbing. This is war. This is the war cry of a Trump pastor now. Seriously. Call me a Trump worshiper all you want to. You are. You just gave a Trump sermon in your church, your Trump church. 
but I know what came from my trump worship, the blessings of the Lord. When you put your hand to the anointing, the anointing will put its hand to you. Like your mom did. Wow. So he says, my trump worship has led to supernatural prosperity. Interesting. So I guess what he's saying right now is he's successful. He's drawn in a crowd at his little Trump church. And that is evidence that everybody is doing well. He's doing well. So everybody is doing well, apparently. And God blessed him. Well, guess what? I have a YouTube channel that's that probably brings in more views than he gets, I would say. Um, but, you know, he's got in-person donators and watchers and stuff. So I don't know. It may be a tie. Hell, maybe he has more than me. Anyway, the point is, we're you know, I'm successful, I would say, right? I'm reasonably successful with my channel. Did God bless me? I'm out here fighting against Trump extremism like this. So how can you say that if you are successful, it means you're on the right path and God loves you? That's simply an absurd thing to say. Check this one out. This is pretty fascinating, too. Early June 2023, Shane Vaughn has an idea for Donald Trump. This is how we get him out of trouble. We. This is how the MAGA movement gets Trump out of trouble. The power of the pardon lies with the president. And That's true. Okay. I'm with you so far. And when he is elected, if it's in an orange jumpsuit or in a black business suit, the moment the power of the presidency rests in his hands, if he has to take his solemn oath in a prison cell, the next thing he will do is pardon himself. That you are not allowed to do that as president. You cannot pardon yourself, first of all. And second, the president can only pardon federal charges. He doesn't have authority to pardon state charges, which is what he's facing in New York right now. So he's going to face this down no matter what. Even if Mike Pence or, I don't know, Marjorie Taylor Greene, even if Marjorie Taylor Greene got into the presidency tomorrow, she could not pardon Donald Trump from his New York charges. He's got to face that down with Alvin Bragg one way or another, unless the governor of New York pardons him. Uh, Hochul is her name, I think. She's awful, but that's neither here nor there. She's a Democrat, but I think she's what, what I call a dino, a Democrat in name only. I live in New York City, and what I've come to find is you can't win an election here as a Republican. You can't. So nobody runs as a Republican. You got one face out there that runs as a Republican, and it's usually running for mayor. This guy absolutely loves cats, the one Republican that I know of in New York City. He loves cats. He has a studio apartment. It's like 500 square feet with his wife, and they have like nine cats in this little 500 square foot apartment or some crazy thing. He wants to, when he becomes mayor, he's going to use the money he gets to open a little, a little kitty daycare thing for strays. Anyway, <laughs> it's just the, the dude's nuts and nobody pays attention to him. All of the politicians, all of them are running under the democratic ticket. Actually, Eric Adams, the current mayor of New York city is a Republican. I'm 99.9% .9 sure of it. In fact, he's an evangelical extremist that wants to eliminate the separation between church and state. He wants to meld the two together. He said that. An evangelical extremist, Eric Adams. He also says Manhattan sits on top of gems and jewels that release a special energy that 
you know, affects the moods and personalities of the people in the city. It's just bizarre, dude. Anyway, he was a police chief for a while, too. Point is, a lot of Republicans just run as Democrats in New York, not just New York City, but New York State. So the the name Dino actually does apply. They're just kind of riding off of the name Democrat so that they can get into public office. So my point is, Trump can't pardon himself from state charges. He can't pardon himself from federal ones either, but certainly not state. And the person that would have to pardon him from state charges is Kathy Hochul, I think her name is, the governor of New York State. And I, I think she's probably a Republican secretly, a secret, a closet Republican, in my opinion. I don't know. I don't think she'd do it anyway. She doesn't like Trump. Him sell. The next thing he will do is pardon himself. The Constitution allows for it. He will. No, it does not allow for it. He cannot pardon himself. He will overcome. Believe it. Do not be deceived by the fear or the lies. This nation will now rise up greater than we ever have to vote for the pardon. Vote for the pardon. So he that's the goal. He says you need to vote Trump in so that he can pardon himself and then take his rightful place as the son of man and spark Armageddon. Really? That is really what he believes. Like I said, he can't pardon himself from state charges, so I don't think I don't know what Shane Vaughn thinks he's doing here, but it's nonsense. For the pardon. Vote for the pardon. Hashtag vote for the pardon. He can, according to the Constitution, pardon himself. No. He can't. That's just complete nonsense. But you know what? This guy is desperate, desperate to find some excuse for Donald Trump because he believes he's the Messiah. And his life doesn't make sense if Trump goes to jail rather than takes the presidency. He views that as Satan winning a battle against God. It, like nothing would add up in his head. I'm sorry, man. I honestly don't think Trump's going to win. I will be fascinated to see how this guy reacts when that time comes. This is actually kind of interesting in itself. Let me know what you think in the comments. Confidential is detrimental. Secret could cause serious damage. Top secret is exceptionally grave damage. There you go. Thank you so much for clarifying. I didn't remember what the uh, series was, but I knew there was a, a set there. Thank you, Stitched Anthropophage, for that explanation. That's all I've got for you. If you like what I do and you want to see me continue to do it, don't forget to check me out on Patreon. And take a look at my YouTube channels. Owen Morgan, where I talk about religious issues. Telltale Fireside Chat, where I talk about politics. Telltale Unfiltered, where I do long-form breakdowns of stuff like this. And Telltale Reads, where I read books by televangelists and others. I release everything in parts, but every part stands independently of the last. So you can jump in anywhere and I'll make sure it makes sense. You can find some ad-free, uncensored, complete versions of all my videos on my website, owenmorgan.com. And while you're there, don't forget to sign up for my email list to get early access to everything. All links are in the description. Okay, thanks for watching, guys.